2: Welcome in the latest episode of five on the floor on the five reasons sports network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app or on dash radio where the nothing, but net channel can be found. So download the dash radio app for free search for nothing, but net we're there every Monday Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Also, check out 5 spell it out, F-I-V-E, reasonsports.com, for all the latest South Florida sports content, not just the Heat, but all the other teams as well. And unlike the others, we do not have a paywall. So just go in and check out all the stories, our YouTube channel. The merchandise is the only thing there that you got to pay for. But 10% off with the code floor pass as long as the heat are in the playoffs also check out all the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network they're all local including our friend mark brown you can find him at markbrownpa.com. this is real estate litigation and transactions a law firm that also has a full service attorney-owned title company they do both commercial and residential and they've got a really good deal if you mention five reasons You'll get a $295 closing fee on all refinances and purchases. That's right. Mention five reasons, $295 on the closing fee on all refinances and purchases. They'll handle evictions for landlords and tenants, and they also offer flat fee evictions. Practicing for nearly 15 years, you can email Mark at marc at markbrownpa.com or call the office 954 566 5678. That's 954 566 5678, markbrownpa.com. And now, tonight's very happy episode.
0: One, two, three, four, five. On the floor.
3: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sidney, Alex Toledo, and Greg Sylvander. Part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right,
2: Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan The Miami Heat are now one win away, one win away from their sixth NBA Finals appearance in the past 14 years, and by far the least likely. They beat the Boston Celtics tonight. They survived the Boston Celtics. Things got a little dicey there at the end. 112 to 109 behind 37 points from recent five on the floor guests. That's right. This is our doing, Tyler Hero, as well as 24, 9, and 3 from Jimmy Butler, 20, 12, and 4 from Bam Adebayo. We'll talk more about him because he suffered a wrist injury late that we've got to monitor now. And 22-5-3 and three from Goran Dragic.
4: Greg. So that was one of the greatest individual playoff performances in Miami Heat franchise history. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, when you even bring it into context of him being 20 years old, coming off the bench – in game four, in, in the type of environment where it was like a game where nobody could really get going. Everybody looked a little weird in the first half, like they were trying to figure out what adjustments were happening. Everyone was hesitant, it seemed, and it just was kind of a, a game that got in the muckety-muck. For him to be 14 of 21, he only had one turnover, 37 points. I mean, what are we talking about right now? This is literally, we are watching a star develop right in front of our eyes.
2: Alex, I guess you gotta check out the pizza place on Brickle that he goes to.
3: Yeah, I might have to check it out. I mean, whatever he's eating, I gotta have it. My my God, I I don't know what to say. This is something that I don't know if any of us saw coming. Tyler Hero having this kind of performance. I knew we were gonna have some Tyler Hero games, but my God, what is what is going on right now, man? Like this guy is doing this at 20 years old versus multiple like A wing defenders on the floor at all times. To, I can't, I can't process this. This kid is so damn skinny. His arms are so short. He's not that athletic. And he's short just arms. a hooper. He he's... stood out the short arms yesterday, Alex. What the hell were we doing? I, mean, I to ask him about
2: the short
4: arms. I mean, there's now, nothing
3: much to say about it, man. He just lets the game speak for itself. Despite out, all of that, man, he's still such a hooper.
4: He comes out and he gets the most points for a rookie in a conference finals game ever in the history of basketball. Like, what is going on?
2: It's not just the number of points though. He was literally in Dwayne Wade's bag tonight. He was, I mean, the Euro step, right? The, the, the the passing, you know, in the lane, all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I don't love the ESPN broadcast. You guys know that. Um, I I basically felt like I was listening to NESN tonight uh, and not just during the game, but the the halftime show, the pregame show. I mean, God, I mean, 95% of it is Celtics, but I, don't, I think it was Mark Jackson who actually said he plays the game at his own pace and he compared him in that way to Luca. And that's one of the things that we've talked about is that he, he, do, he doesn't get rushed like ever. Like you see veteran guys get rushed, get out of sorts. I mean, we saw that with Paul George. We saw that with Pascal Siakam. We've seen that how many guys in the bubble have struggled, have, you know, as the microscope has been on them for two months, he, has, he hasn't struggled in a game. Like, we, ha- we haven't come out of a game and said, wow, he was the reason they lost tonight. I mean, there's been some he's been, you know, not as good as others, but he hasn't even had, like, the, the game Drogic just had, the, and he was good tonight, but the game he had in the loss, Hero hasn't even had that game where you're just like, okay, you know, he was really off and it hurt them. Um, I, you know, we have to talk about other players tonight, but you're right, Greg, this is going to go down – Um, As one of the great playoff performances in Heat history, it's going to go down with, you know, I mean, it's not quite LeBron in Boston, you know, staving off elimination in the end of that Heat era. But it's up there with some of Dwayne's. It's 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 up there with, uh, you know, with with some of uh, you know, Timmy in Game Seven. Yeah, the thirty-eight. Timmy's thirty-eight, right? Yeah, Timmy's Timmy's thirty-eight. Um, some of Zoe's performances in the playoffs. I mean, Zoe's performance in Game Six in the Finals is a little bit different, but it's it's right up there. And honestly, it's up there with some of LeBron's. I mean, not that one that I mentioned, but with some of them. And and the thing with him is, you're right. He hasn't filled out yet. He did tell us on the pod that, you know, he does feel like a second year player to a certain degree, but it's like way beyond that at this stage. And I thought his defense was good, uh, his passing, his playmaking, but everybody deferring to him in the fourth quarter. And, and so we're going to touch on some other players, but it, it is. And, and what I put out there, I don't know, three weeks ago, and I got mocked that this will end up being the, the best rookie run in heat history in the playoffs. He's played the same number of games as Dwayne did now. His Numbers are better, and they've gone further. All right, let's get to some other players tonight. We talked about Jimmy Butler beforehand, and that he had to be more aggressive in some ways. Uh, he did make three of the four free throws to finish it. He, he, I thought he was hunting his mid-range game tonight, a lot more than he typically did. First play of the game, they ran a post-up for him, and I thought from there he was aggressive, and then he disappeared in stretches. Alex, how did you feel he played?
3: I felt really good, actually, about how Jimmy played. I wasn't frustrated with him at all this game. I mean, there was, you know, there's a couple times just like in every game where Jimmy's like, okay, you could have put that up when you got to the lane instead of passing it out. But at the end of the day, he knows how the offense runs. He knows what they want to do. I did like how aggressive he was from the start. i liked like that. Th- there was just a lot of simple reads that he was making as far as taking Kemba to the rim, and, uh, you know, there was a lot of Crowder screening for him and whoever was being guarded by Kemba screening – for him so that they could get Kemba on the switch. And I think that's just an, I'm glad that Spo really just made these simple adjustments that are just like, it it makes all the difference because you get Jimmy going and and you get kind of this offense humming at the same time. It really makes a difference. And it's like, okay, Jimmy does his own thing. The rest of the, the rest of the offense does its own thing. I think there's just so many moving parts to this offense. And I thought Jeff Van Gundy uh, actually made a good point tonight when he was talking about like the variety in offense. And that's something that I think the heat just have, it's a strength for them, right? Like they can, they can get to offense. They can generate offense in a bunch of different ways. And I think that's something that's maybe one of the biggest reasons why they're up three, one right now.
4: What'd you think, Greg? I mean, there's a few things here with Jimmy. Uh, He had moments where I was frustrated. I, I won't lie, but like when you get to the, like we wanted him to be more aggressive He got 20 field goal attempts. He almost led, uh, I mean, there was obviously Dragic and Hero had 21, but so he was aggressive. He got to the line, nine free throw attempts led the team. He only had one turnover, so he didn't make a ton of mistakes. I still felt like there was, like Jimmy can be better than this. And I think that some of it has to do with the efficiency and some of it just has to do with the way he looks when he's in the game. And maybe if some of those mid range jumpers fall, he starts to start feeling himself a little bit differently. And we were, were singing a different tune. So ultimately you're gonna take this Jimmy Butler game in light of what we saw in game three. Um, but I, I think that when you can survive a one of 11 night from three point land from Jay Crowder and Duncan Robinson, um, Uh, You can't really complain about Jimmy Butler, you know, shooting eight for 20. No,
2: you can't. And, you know, I think the thing with Jimmy uh, to me was the defense from him, I thought was much better than it was in the last game too. And that's not going to get talked about a lot. Certainly we're going to talk about Tatum and kind of what went right and what went wrong. And sometimes it's hard to evaluate a single defensive player when you're playing as much zone as Spolster went with. But I did think Jimmy's overall intensity uh, was was pretty good – on that end. All right, Alex, I think he's going to jump off for some of the Zoom calls. So we may bring you back later uh, whenever those, those start because we do need to talk about Bam out of bio and his wrist that he apparently hurt or something on his arm or his hand uh, late in the game and kind of where that stands. Before we do, though, we're going to tell you about you break, wheel fix. We're going to give you the fourth code word today in our $600 contest. That's right, you can win free powder coating on a set of wheels, which is worth 600 bucks. U-Brake Wheel Fix is a wheel repair and refinishing company that's located in North Miami with 15 years of experience. They can fix your bent or cracked wheels damaged on the streets of South Florida. They have fast turnaround times on most repairs and they even offer loaner wheels while they fix or refinish your wheels, so you can keep your car on the road without interruption. or your wheels faded or peeling? U-Brake Wheel Fix offers complete refinishing back to Factory standards. If you're bored with the look of your wheels, U you Brake Wheel fix, fix offers over 5,000 different finishes to customize the look, including the vice colors. Don't spend money on new wheels when you can renew them at U Brake Wheel Fix. They offer in house repair and complete vehicle. Customization. So call you break wheel fix today or tomorrow, 305 748 0112. That's 305 748 0112, or go online at youbreakwheelfix.com. If you mention five reasons sports when you call, you receive 10% off your repair. Today's code word Solomon. That's the fourth code word. So we've got four code words. Hopefully you heard the other three. It's in honor of Solomon Hill, who did play three minutes tonight in the first half, which was one of the mild surprises, although not if you were listening to Greg on the last five on the floor. All right, let's get into Bam Adebayo. And we're waiting to hear more. I'm sure that they're probably going to say, you know, that they'll treat it overnight and we'll get tomorrow that he's day to day. Um, It's concerning, though. (laughs) He's the fulcrum of everything they do. They didn't. Uh, Eric Spolter didn't use Kelly Olynyk. I, I said I thought Kelly would be important tonight. Didn't play at all. Went with Jay Crowder as his backup center, basically. And now Adebayo may be hurt. Let's start with his performance overall, which I thought was was really really good, particularly particularly at the start of the game, and then kind
4: of the concerns, Greg. So um, one comment that I saw come across the timeline from Spolstra uh, is that he doesn't have any update on Bam. So you predicted that one. He said he just has a lot of ice on his body. Everybody is earning their ice. So I think that that's, you're right. That's what we're going to hear about Bam's, um, you know, he got banged up. Hopefully it's not anything more than that. From a performance perspective, I love Bam's game tonight. I, I particularly thought that he was feasting, um, on the glass in ways that was absolutely noticeable. There were even moments where I think me threw up a couple shots, almost in in anticipation of missing knowing that Bam was underneath the rim and was going to clean it up so I felt really good about his performance that way Uh, 7 of 11 so he was efficient 40 minute game so he stayed out of foul trouble enough to get big minutes and that was huge in a game where Spolstra was going to make an adjustment to only play one big that was only going to work if Bam was able to play you know a 38 to 42 minute night and they got him there uh, so huge night from him I think that we're starting to get into a position where Bam is almost the most consistent Consistent player on the team game over game, night over night. Now, uh, it may not always jump off the stat sheet in every single way, like a 37 point night from Hero or some of the stuff we've seen from Drogic. But ultimately, if you're talking about the guy who shows up every night that you can count on, uh, that's Bam Adebayo. Look, uh,
3: I could not agree with Leif Moore. Uh, I think he has kind of been the most important player in the series for, e- for either team. And I think there's no doubting it anymore. I think Bam. He is the function to everything that they do on offense and defense. Tyler Hero had the best game tonight. There's no doubt in it. Bam has still been their most important player. Tyler Hero doesn't have that night without Bam doing what he does. The constant threat of the role, since there's never – since the help is never really there, since they're always kind of guarding their shooters, they're always making sure to stay home on Duncan and, and Hero and Goron. Like, I, I, I do really think that Bam is – he is the reason that all of this is happening. Everything centers around him. Jimmy, you know, Jimmy is doing a great job, right? Jimmy is still their leader. I, I, Bam is the reason that all of this is happening. I firmly believe that. I, I, I see what's, got, what's happening with Hero and Duncan and Goron moving around the screens, and it's very Jokic-esque the way that they run their offense around him. And now they've just kind of had him at this point where, yeah, he's just going to be putting up 23 a game every night while guarding everybody, while making sure that the defense doesn't ever make mistakes. And, and he's constantly making his teammates better. And I just think he's literally giving you everything now. He just doesn't pop off the page as a one-on-one scorer. And I think that's why people have kind of hesitated to call him what he is, an upcoming superstar. Maybe he's not a top-ten player in the league yet, but he has the impact of one, right? Like, they're one game away from the finals, and Bam has been their most important player. And being up 3-1 in the Celtics, who everybody, you know, again, scoffed at the idea of the heat being, getting to this point. And I think I really do think Bam is the most important player. Like, there's nothing else to say. He's doing it right now in the biggest stage. They're one game away from the finals, and he's. I thought the that he reason. was a
2: push with Daniel Tice, though, right? He was a push. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, Daniel Tice has had a similar impact to Bam Adebayo in the series. What's a Bam? He's yeah, a ten eight player. He's not a star. Uh, stop, stop listening to the national guys, particularly the uh, the, the TV commentators, for your uh, your heat information. That's for sure. All right, let's uh, let's touch on Goran Dragic. Here for a second, because I don't want to forget him. 12 playoff games now, uh, nine times he's gone over 20. Uh, every time every time that in the heat and the playoffs have been stuck in the mud, they needed to extend a lead that was dwindling, Hero or Dragic has made a shot. Every time. It, hap- it happened tonight with, with Hero late when the lead got down to two, but it happened with Goran a couple times tonight also. He, they feel so comfortable <laughs> with the ball in his hands. And what's funny is there's always been this question about Goran, about whether he's a real point guard. Right. And, and, you know, that was a question when he was playing with Dwayne and he was standing in the corner and not handling. Right. And then, you know, even moving to the bench, like, is he a real point guard? He's not a high assist guy. He's not, he's not going to give you 12 assists consistently. He's not Chris Paul. Right. He's not that type of player. But to me, the way I define a point guard is when you put the ball in his hands to make plays, are the right plays made. <laughs> and with him consistently, that's been the case. And so he has one clunker game. He gets three days rest. They still had Marcus Smart on him. He found a way to get clear. Uh, he finished at the rim well tonight. I, you know, again, they're not, you talk about BAMP, they're not here without Goran. They're not, they're not here without Goran, particularly if you look at the rotation. Now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. we're, Kendrick Nunn's out of it, right? They're going seven deep
4: and they're relying on their 34-year-old point guard to play 40 minutes. Go seven deep. Something that I think it's important to recognize is that um, you're not going to have every player remain as efficient as they maybe would have been throughout the season or during this playoff run when you're going nine or 10 deep. When you get guys playing these kinds of big minutes, un- inevitably you're uh, going to have guys that are going to get a little less efficient eight of 21. He was aggressive. Um, So he's still the guy that, that kind of settles the offense. It was nice to see, you know, with, uh, Brad Stevens making the adjustment of Marcus Smart guarding Goran that they kind of figure out a way to get Goran loose. And a lot of it has to do with just making a few buckets here or there, keeping them honest, getting to the free throw line, some, uh, making layups when you get there. Uh, So, I mean, just a great performance from him Um, and they're going to need that one more time to close this team out. This has been a, this game was not easy. I know that like when we fawn over the hero stuff, it makes us kind of, uh, Tuck away how this game ended, but that—that's a tough Boston team. They're not going to go away quietly.
2: I want to introduce you to another of the great new sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and it is a sponsor that would be important in any time if you want to have a beautiful workspace. But it's especially important now when you need a safe one as well, and that's cubbies.com which offers modular office solutions designed to elevate your open office into a modern and safe environment at any budget. You can personalize your workspace with options like whiteboards, magnetic panels, acrylic sheets, and graphic branding. Most of the services are non-porous for easy cleaning and can be removed or replaced within minutes. Now, this is for workplaces. They've got a bunch of different options on their professional series, but also they've got private room solutions, dividers and sneeze guards, and they have a classroom series as well. So if you're involved with the school, this is definitely something your school should check out, of course, if we have school in the fall. And that's the point here. We were entering a new normal period with COVID-19, safecubbies.com, which is locally owned is the place that you want to go. The phone number is 754-216-1071. Again, that's 754-216-1071 or safecubbies.com. All right, welcome back to 5 on the floor got Greg Sylvander with me. Uh, Alex Toledo is jumping off on some of these Zoom calls, maybe back with us by the end today. We've talked Dragic, we've talked Hero, we've talked Bam. Um, we've talked Jimmy. Let's get into Spolster a little bit, Greg, because he, I thought he was funny after the third quarter, he basically, Rachel, Rachel tried to get him to say whether he was going to run zone in the fourth. And, you know, cause obviously Boston had broken it. Some in the third Tatum in particular, after the scoreless first half went nuts in the third quarter and then somewhat in the fourth, but he asked him, she asked him, you know, Will you still go zone, and he was like, you know, sort of like wait and see, you know, he's playing kind of coy with it. But he did, he stayed with the zone for most of the fourth quarter. I think Van Gundy said that this is the most he's ever seen a team run zone in the playoffs. I, I, I will give Eric a lot of credit for a few things here. Okay, and obviously in the big picture, he deserves enormous credit. I mean, he's, to me, he's done an A plus work in the bubble. But he has been willing to do things that you typically would not see Heat teams do, but not see many teams do. And it's not just the zone. He basically has taken two starters and benched them uh, uh, maybe for good now because Leonard's not getting any time. And maybe it would look different in the finals. We don't want to look ahead at all at this stage. If you're playing Jokic, you're going to need other bigs, right? You are playing LA, you're probably going to need other bigs. But it doesn't – Myers Leonard hasn't gotten in. He's a starter for the whole season as long as he was healthy. Kendrick Nunn, Eric finally said tonight, no, can't do it. Not even four minutes. Okay, not going to play with it. Went with seven guys. And three minutes of Solomon Hill, which, like I said, you called, played Iguadala for pretty much the whole fourth quarter after Iguodala. We didn't even know he was going to play much tonight because he, all the various ailments he's dealing with. But, again, it, it comes back to his willingness to innovate, stick with it, and be willing to deal with what the consequences are.
4: You know, even funnier, when Rachel Nichols asked him about uh, Boston kind of getting into that zone, I think he actually responded by saying, maybe we'll switch up and play man to man, which I thought was a really, it was a funny way to respond to that, considering how much they kept with the zone. And you're right, Spolstra has pushed the boundaries of what you think a coach would do in high stakes situations. And I think part of that is that he knows that um, it, it's, you're able to be a little more risky with these things when you have the kind of job security. Security that he does, obviously, but also with his roster that is really tailor-made for what he wants to get to. He was able to make some tough decisions, yeah, to go with less bigs, but it's because he has confidence in the rotation wings that he has to, to put out there and the guards, um, like Tyler Hero playing 40 minutes in a game or something like that, that, that gives you the ability to make Kendrick Nunn a non-factor and not lose anything. So I think ultimately he's kind of found his group of guys that he trusts and um, he, he just, he reinvents what he wants to do over and over and over again. And I I can't give him enough credit for this, for this run, particularly, I felt like tonight uh, was a prime game where uh, Boston hung around too close. They cut it to the lead multiple times. I thought that uh, there were moments where he took timeouts that were really well-timed so that he could stop the bleeding in certain situations so that they could keep that five, seven point range. And then they kind of pulled away at the end. So um, again, this is huge. I mean, I think we can't get away from what the players' contributions are. Tyler Hero with, uh, you know – uh, I think it's 13 consecutive double-figure scoring games. Only, Only two
2: El- other guys in history have done that.
4: Yeah, Elgin Baylor, and um, I've, I'm, the other name escapes me at the moment. So, like, it, the players are driving a lot of this, but Spolstra has set them up for success in ways that I don't think anyone saw coming with this particular group.
2: Well, and it's not just the rotations or the schemes. It's the confidence, right? I mean, he's, he put the ball in Tyler Hero's hands in the bubble in a way that he had not in the regular season he basically came back and said you're not a rookie anymore kid and that's essentially it and and if you you know if you listen and everybody should listen again now to alex and i interviewing tyler for about 30 minutes yesterday tyler seems nonchalant about this because for for him it is because the process has been made so easy for him as compared to other rookies he, he even said kind of what spolster had said to us on one of the zoom calls he said you know i 've talked to a lot of people, and, and other rookies don 't have it like I have it, where I had all these veteran guys who who you know who lifted me up, and so much much of that starts with Jimmy Butler, too, i mean it's pulture, but it's him and Butler being aligned because and it's and it's Jimmy." You know, inviting Tyler Hero, who we didn't know, to, to come work out with him in Chicago for a week and stay at his house. And then, um, hey, I got to go down to close on a property in South Florida. So Tyler, why don't you fly down with me and go to the closing? He took a 19-year-old kid to his closing who he'd met a week earlier. and And this is the way that they've empowered Tyler Hero. They've essentially created a monster here because they've given a kid who already has unwavering confidence the belief that, they believe he's as good as they are. And tonight he was better than they were uh, in t- at least in terms of the scoring stuff. And uh, you know, so, I mean, there's a few things we've said that have kind of come true here. It's going to be the best playoff run uh, for a rookie. I don't think there's gonna be any question. And I think Dwayne would agree at this stage. <laughs> okay. And you know, a- and Tyler here is going to be their leading scorer next season. And I'm going to keep saying that because that's going to be true. If, you know, whenever that next season starts, they're moving aside to give him more of a platform, but that starts with their head coach. If their head coach doesn't allow that if their head coach doesn't foster it. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And so, uh, to me, our is the best coach in the league right now. And, and that's, I think one of the things that's been proven in the bubble, let's get to a couple of more issues right here. We're waiting on Alex, but I, I he may be on these zoom calls for a bit. I want to tell you about another new sponsor of the five reasons sports Network. As I mentioned to you, all of our sponsors are local. They're here in South Florida. And here's something that every business professional can learn from Miami heat culture, that discipline, preparation, full-time maximum effort, and persevering no matter how difficult the task are the pillars of success. When you hire Eric Brown, who is now the official realtor of the five reason sports network, you've engaged a professional who admires and embraces those principles with several years of experience representing clients that include celebrities, executives, and professional athletes, as well as first time home buyers uniquely combined with a business school education and a mindset like that defining heat culture. Eric, Brown provides an unmatched level of service. So if you're considering selling or buying a home in South Florida or just want to know what your property is worth, contact Eric at 305 967 9089. That's 305 967 9089 or go to, they've got a custom website for you here, 5reasonsrealtor.com. Spell it out, F I V E, reasonsrealtor.com. Find out how his specialized professional business approach can provide real value for you. Eric Brown at FiveReasonsRealtor.com, the official realtor of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Welcome to the family. All right, let's uh, close with the issues looking ahead at game five. Um, Only one day off this time. Boston down 3-1. We've seen Denver come back from down 3-1 twice uh, in the playoffs. Um, Boston has not been tested like this in the bubble. Uh, Jason Tatum just had a horrific first half followed by an incredible second half. We still really haven't had the Kemba Walker game. I didn't think Hayward made a huge impact tonight. He was okay. And again, we saw Marcus Smart play a really good floor game, but I thought ultimately, you know, they were okay letting him shoot and that worked out. Okay. For Miami. If you're my, if you're the heat, how do you approach this? You, you stay with a short rotation and just, you know, say, look, we're just going to try to close this out as quickly as we can. Or do you expand it a little bit? And again, we don't really know how Bam's situation plays into it.
4: Yeah, Bam's situation is going to be something to monitor, particularly because they went no bigs tonight. So it'll be interesting to see if they need to just um, spell Bam in, in in a more elevated fashion in the next game, if he's you know hurting in any way. I think you approach the game exactly the way you did this one. You try to get that victory as soon as possible. Um, you don't uh, – you know, know get cute with rotations or anything like that, and then you see the ebbs and flows of the game and if it dictates that you need to go deeper into your bench, if you don 't have Tyler hero bail- bailing you out all throughout the game. Maybe you have to pivot a little bit and do things differently and and put the ball in in you know Goran's hands or or you know even though it was kind of there tonight. I think that there are some things that they could look at to do differently, but what's not broke shall not be attempted to be fixed. So like I, I think ultimately you go into the game, you try to get the victory. And you know when you really look at the series in a nutshell if you told me through four games that two of the games Miami would shoot 27% from three because that's what they shot in game three and game four. And they would be up three, one. I think that you're doing cartwheels, you know, over that kind of, um, you know, that kind of shooting performance as much as they live and die by the three to be up three, one. So at this point, there's not much to adjust to. You need to just get to your game and try to close this team out. But the next one's going to be the toughest one to get about it.
2: Yeah. I think in this case, that's true. I, I think when people said that about Indiana and Milwaukee, Indiana, I didn't really believe it. Um, they were just outclassed. In Milwaukee's case, with the honest situation, with kind of everything that was hanging over the Bucks, I thought, okay, yeah, I, obviously you had the struggle in the one game, um, but went overtime but I still felt like, okay, ultimately they'll be able to close this thing out. This team, Miami and Boston are even in a lot of ways. I mean, they are, I mean, they've played pretty even basketball. I mean, even tonight, you know, Miami got up in this one, but Boston fought back. It wasn't that hard for them to gain the lead. Uh, Miami just, again, made more plays because you know, they they had one kid who was hotter than anybody on the other side tonight. So this is not going to be easy. I I do think a Brad Stevens team is going to have pride. Um, you have young players on that team who are very, very competitive. So I, I, this it wouldn't surprise me at all um, to see Boston win the next one. I mean, I had the Heat in seven to begin with. But I think what the Heat have shown in this postseason run is when they have some kind of a setback, they come back strong, right? They did it in the Milwaukee series. They have the setback. They had three days. I really like the intensity they played with in the first quarter, even though the shots were not dropping. So even if you drop the next one, I'm very confident they're not going to blow a 3-1 lead. Um, I, I do think you can expand the rotation a little bit. I, I think whether or not Bam plays, Olenek probably should get some time, I would think. Um, I was a little surprised today. I don't want to close without getting this. I was a little surprised today by some of the things Stevens did. Like, we talked about Enos Cantor on the pregame show, and they didn't see him tonight. Um, that's, that surprised me some because I thought that was – a matchup, advantage, particularly if you weren't playing Olenek, that you could have hit, I don't know, Cantor on Solomon Hill or even Crowder or something like that. What did you think of Stevens tonight before we kind of move on?
4: You know, Alex actually in, in the group chat said something about Robert Williams having an inability to guard the pick and pop, and uh, I thought that that if they were going to go with Robert Williams over Cantor, maybe Olinick actually had a chance to maybe um, find himself in a game like this. Uh, but ultimately I thought it was weird that he made the adjustments that he did to the rotation in terms of completely going away from guys that appeared to give Miami some trouble. Um, I, I don't think that he really had much to do with the Tatum struggles because Tatum was, you know, he kind of corrected himself in the second half. Uh, ultimately I, I don't think it's been a bad series for Brad Stevens, but I, I just think when you're talking about two teams that are so evenly matched, you're looking for the things that are like outside of the margins that are, are, are going to determine this series. And I think coaching is one of them. And to see a team up it's two teams, so evenly matched, but one is up three games to one, Coaching is is a factor there. And, and I just think that as much as Stevens has gotten propped up, there is um, an overwhelming sense that every adjustment he makes, Spolstra is already game planning that adjustment. And that's an interesting feeling when you think about how uh, he's – you know, how Brad Stevens is viewed throughout the league. I want to close with this. And, um, you know, obviously
2: if you want to check out uh, some of the quotes – from the, uh, the post-game Zooms, including Tyler Hero's, uh go to Alex's account at Tropical Blanket. Also, forgot to mention again, Alphonse Sidney probably wasted out of his mind uh, in happiness and, and other things, uh, is on the post-game stream with Kylie Wang and some of the others, Brady Hawk, some of the others in our network. So you can check that out on our YouTube channel. That, that show takes a little different tone than this does, um, but uh, you'll get good information there as well. But I want to close with this quote from Tyler Hero. I don't think I was the best player on the floor tonight though. He says a lot of things play a factor. We can't forget. Jimmy was out there. Bam was out there. Goren was out there. I think my confidence is that I can play with anybody, but he's wrong. He was the best player on the floor tonight. Um, <laughs> you know, you can talk about all the other things that other players did and they were all significant, but he's the one that broke this game open when it was getting away and He did it at age 20. He played the entire fourth quarter. He scored 37 points. As Leif mentioned, he's now scored double figures in every playoff game, and he's done it coming off the bench, a bench where he is now the only scorer because the other scorer, Goran Dragic, is now the starting point guard. So we're going to remember this as the Tyler hero game. One game from the finals, we'll have coverage of everything. Floor's yours tomorrow night, Thursday night. Um, If you're listening to us on Thursday, then tonight. And then obviously we'll have coverage – on Friday. Thanks to all our sponsors, including our newest sponsor, Five dot com, Eric Brown. Also, Biscayne Bay Brewing, thank you for sponsoring the pregame show. We'll talk to you soon. Culture. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network.